Hello, my friends, it's Andy and Hedy coming to you live from your Belinda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. Where's our background oh. to tell people what the website address <laughs> is? ResurrectMinistry.com, where you can find all of our content to help you deepen your relationship with Christ. Whether you're a new believer or a seasoned saint, we hope you can find content that will appeal to you. We uh, have our past shows. We have articles. We have videos to watch pastors to listen to, all kinds of cool things. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So please drop us a line, send us a prayer request, offer to pray for us. We always love that. And if you get a partner with us, uh, you can click the donate now button. And for this video in particular, or if you're listening on the podcast, please like, share, subscribe, pushing out the social media content um, so others can find out more about what um, we are trying to do here. Wow, that was really good. Thank you. What are we trying to do here? Trying to share the word of God. There you go. Spread the gospel. Okay. Speak awesome. Jesus. Speak Jesus over <laughs> all things. Yes. Hi, Cindy. Uh, hello, Cindy. Cindy got a cool new truck. Did you see Cindy's truck? No. Send you a picture. Is it? Is it? Is it better than my truck? Oh, I don't have it's a truck. It's totally different. Yeah, you don't. You don't have what we call a truck anymore. I know. I got to get a truck. I feel. I'm actually jealous of my son. Uh, 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 well, you could just borrow. I'm sure he'd be willing to, well, to trade with you. It's in my name. Exactly. I guess, I guess it is my truck. It is. <laughs> and when you need your truck, you can use it. Just take it. I'm going to have access to it for about a, about two weeks. Exactly. All what right. are we going to do? What are we going to look around? I don't know. I have to think about that. Wow. I just thought of that. I may have to give him a ride to his mom's tomorrow. Yes, to keep, I know I'm leaving to keep as... right to keep your car at yes. our house. Yes, yes, good idea. <laughs> just thought of that. Just I now. fully agree. Okay, back. <laughs> Enough family talk. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've taken care of all of that. <laughs> all right, we're reading from Charles Spurgeon, "Morning by Morning," uh, an amazing devotional that we've been having a really uh, yes. amazing time with. Uh, where it, it'll be coming Learned to a close so here, uh, and we're going to be going to what devotional? Do you think? Well, did you agree? He's yeah, Tozer. I think Tozer. He's the next. He's the other giant we haven't covered yet. From we've done my... Wigglesworth and we've done Spurgeon. Yeah, naturally, to Tozer's the next. Yeah, it's going to be so pleasing from my headzer down to my Tozer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dad joke. Um, not so... your finest. Not, not definitely not your. Come finest. on, but okay. All right, <laughs> thank you. Uh, so Charles Spurgeon, morning by morning, but morning by morning. For July 12th, uh, there's three uh, verses that he refers to uh, in this devotional. Because so, of the Trinity. Yes. So um, let's see how I want to read this. So we'll start with the verse and then where it's from. Sanctified by God the Father, Jude 1. Sanctified in Christ, Christ Jesus. Christos. Are you going to say Christos? <laughs> All right. Sanctified in Christ Jesus. One, 1 Corinthians 1, 2. Sanctifying work of the Spirit. 1 Peter 1, 2. What do those three have in common? What do you mean? The, the sanctified by God the uh, The Father. sanctification process of God, Christ, and the Spirit. The triune. Thank you. The Trinity. Yes. From the pen of Charles Spurgeon, he says, We should always note the oneness of the three divine persons in each of their gracious works. Many believers unwisely prefer one above the other or make distinction between them. 
For example, they think of Jesus as the embodiment of everything wonderful and gracious, but regard God, the Father, as severely just and devoid of kindness. Equally wrong are those who overly stress the commands of the Father and the atonement of the Son while minimizing mm. the work of the Spirit. That's common. When it comes to works of grace, none of the persons of the Trinity act independently of the others, for they are as united in their works as in their essence. They are in total harmony in their love for their chosen ones and undivided in every other action that flows from their great central source. We should take special note of this when it comes to mm -hmm. sanctification. While it is not wrong to say sanctification is a work of the Spirit, we must be careful not to think the Father and Son have no part in it. To be fully correct, we should refer to sanctification as the work of the Father, Son, and Spirit. Jehovah's words still stand. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Thus, we continue to be God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, with God which God prepared in advance for us to do. The Lord places great value on holiness since all three persons of the Trinity are working together to produce a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or other blemish. Therefore, as, follow, as a follower of Christ, you must place great value on holiness, on a life of purity, including godly speech. Uh-oh. Value the blood of Christ as the foundation of your hope, but never speak disparagingly of the work of the Spirit or the Father, who has qualified you to spare the inheritance, to share the inheritance, sorry, to share the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. May our lives today exhibit the work of the triune God. Okay, so I got a lot from this. All right, let's let's hear it. Lay okay, me. first thing is this whole, um, I could, I totally feel in my heart the, uh, the veracity and the uh, just the truth and authenticity of the Trinity. So I don't have a problem with that at all. The three natures, one person. But I do have a problem when it comes to praying. Who am I praying to? And does it matter? Am I supposed to be talking to God the Father? Am I supposed to be talking to Jesus Christ? When I'm asking for the Holy Spirit to work in my life, is it better directed to God to tell the Holy Spirit? Like that whole, the, that whole part is a little complicated to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I prefer not to dwell on it. I just let my heart pray, you know, um, but, but directing it in the proper way, or if there is a proper way is still a bit of a mystery to me. Um, but I like the fact mm -hmm. that he says that we shouldn't neglect any of them and realize that they're all at work in our lives. And that's a great point because I think when, um, that you you are you know that they that they act in unity to get us to the point without blemish and i love what he says about holiness because basically the so the visual i got was there's a man painting a building with a rolly with a roll brush a white building he's painting mm. and painting and then people come along and splatter red paint or blue paint and that's what our sin does to the work of the triune God trying to create us as the church to be holy is that our sinful action throws paint on this white building. And so that's why he's saying he's like, he's trying, they're trying to get us all 
to be without blemish. And that requires us to actively participate in holiness. And to the extent we don't, we are splattering paint, red paint on their white building. Hmm. Does that make, does that make yeah. sense? That I'm visual at all? Yes, I'm seeing it. Are you seeing it? Because that's yeah. what, that's just the image I got. Just paint being splattered, red, blue paint being splattered on a white building when somebody's trying to make a beautiful white spotless mm. building. Um, so those are the, those are the things that came to me. Wow. I'm such, so much more simple minded. Oh, really? <laughs> you love all three. That's all. Yeah. I, I, I love all three. And I, what I was taking from it, and then you, you brought up a little bit about who am I praying to? I, I, I don't know. It may be my Catholic upbringing. I'm not, cause they often say, uh, you know, they do my father, the Holy Spirit, and we do the, the sign of the cross and that kind of stuff. So it's always been a part that, that, that one thing is three things right. at the same time. Um, but at, at reading Charles talk about it, I'm not sure that I've ever really confused it. Like he says, like some people, like I kind of laughed at what he said, like, Oh, really? People think that people do that. Even, even, even in my less godly times, I, I still had this idea because I look at it as, uh, as our, if say I was talking to somebody uh, about a task, say I'm teaching a kid how to, how to play football. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, what I want, you know, you could talk to that one person. I could talk to God, right? I could talk to that one person and say, I want you to kick the ball as far as you can kick it. A kid that's never kicked a ball before. And he's going, huh? like, how, how do I do that effectively? So what I need to do is speak to him in his different parts. Like what I, what, what you need to do, are you right footed or left footed? He goes, I'm right footed. All right. As you approach the ball that's standing on the stand, you're going to plant your left leg and you're going to use your right leg to swing back and then drive through and kick it through. So I've taken that one person and divide them into three parts. But I'm still talking about the one person. Okay. So that's how I feel about it with God. So if I'm speaking to God and saying, God, you know, please help me in this meeting I'm about to have. Like I could say that, but I could also say, God, please um, allow your Holy Spirit to be with me while I'm in this meeting so that I can but neither say words. wrong, right? Right. So, I, but that's what makes me think like, that's how I've always thought. Like it's still one person, but we're using the different parts. Of the, of the Trinity based on what it is we're asking for sometimes. And we could just be more, um, you know, more detailed in what it is we're asking for. So I, I find the devotional just kind of funny because isn't that what we should be doing <laughs> is looking at the Trinity, Trinity is one thing, but it, it has these different um, body parts that are essentially used for different things. Like Jesus has sanctified me. Jesus died on the cross for me and loved me so much. But that's also God, and it's also Holy Spirit. But I, when I'm speaking about the the uh, gift that God has given me, we need to speak about Jesus. Like, did I not? Does it sound? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think you just explained the concept of the Trinity. But what is your perspective? What is your perspective about? The devotional. Did you just summarize? Were you just summarizing no. it or are you making a distinction? I, I'm, I'm seeing what he's saying, but I just find it odd that people looked at one thing better than the next. Like, Oh, like why would they emphasize? Oh, you know, they say that about Calvary Chapel people. They oh, say really? We worship the word, the Bible. 
which is God's word, which is also spoken through Jesus. And we but still in the Holy like when you Spirit. overemphasize, <laughs> when you overemphasize, and they say also there's people who are just obsessed with Jesus and don't realize that mm -hmm. we have a father, we have the heavenly father. So there is um, apparently a problem with overemphasizing one over the other. Hmm. Wow. So, I, that has I've... never heard that. <laughs> But like Spurgeon is saying, it is a common like criticism of groups even until today. Mm. Ugh, they just worship the Bible, which sounds like a ridiculous criticism. But nonetheless, that's that's what's out yeah. There. You know, I guess I've just let it kind of go like just through me. Like you guys are crazy. If you don't believe in Jesus, how you can't believe in God? I mean, I've had people say, "Well, I believe there's a God, but I, you know, who is Jesus?" He, you know, right? That's, that's I, another. That's problem. just a non-believer to me of. You don't accept yeah. the cross. Right. Right. So, sorry, I didn't mean to be that far off base. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not far off base. I just couldn't understand mm. at, uh, ultimately where you were going. Were uh, you just summarizing or were you, so. were you saying something that was different than what Spurgeon was saying? No, I just found it odd that he even had to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, bring, you brought it to my attention. There are people that yes. have like think one thing or other like god is is like an angry father like disciplinarian right but jesus is the loving this loving person two different things exactly it's it jesus is uh god in a good mood jesus god all right what does cindy have to say this sounds familiar like there was another devotional day that was similar about mm. how the trinity works uh-oh. Uh -oh. Maybe walked into where we started. So probably. Cindy's <laughs> just picked up on it. <laughs> it, it I keep possible. telling him it's going to come up on us it, it, any day now. We better look Cindy, back. Cindy, you may have figured it out. <laughs> I love that. We knew it was coming. We just didn't know when. Uh, uh, she also says. She says uh, she believes there are best ways to choose how to address God, but they're all connected. And he knows the motivation of our hearts and hears our prayers without it being diminished by who we address it to. I'd like to believe that. Uh, the Holy Spirit will guide our prayers and help us to know how to start. Amen. God is a God of detail, and each person of God can be talked to, like when you need a father or a helper or a savior. Nice. I just feel like I just, especially when I'm asking for um, fruit of the Spirit, I think to myself, well, who is the author and finisher of my faith? Mm. Who would execute that? It's the spirit himself that resides in me, but is it proper in terms of the chain of command to address that request to the father? You know, like I, I don't know. These kind of weird questions occur to me. Like, wait yeah. a minute, should I be saying it this way? Should I, out of respect, out of deference, is there um, a really good, a better way of saying it than not? I can't help but think that, yeah. There might be. I don't know if this is in line with what you were talking about. I don't know why we feel like we're so different in our thoughts, but that's perfectly fine. That's sure. that's what how devotionals and even the Bible, you know, can can, can be to one that's person. That's why there's so many schools of thought. <laughs> exactly. But I, I I think when I'm looking for you know God's help with a issue with my children, uh -huh. I often look to God. Father. Yeah. When you Father. say God, they're all God. Yeah. So. <laughs> God the you, Father. So you say God the Father. Heavenly Father? Yeah, Heavenly or do you Father. Say God? God the Father. Or I probably say God. God help me with this situation with my children. So, do I discipline them in this way? Or should I give them Do you say Lord? 
Um, see, you know, I, I think always, I say God, God the Father. Okay. See, I always use the expression Lord. Yeah, it's possible. I say Lord a lot, though. But I, when I'm asking for specific advice for something where I need, you know, like a, like a kick in the ass <laughs> or a decision that could be hard. But that's no, Jesus. I'm going to I'm gonna get to Jesus. So when you say Lord, you're thinking God? God. Father. Yeah, Father. Father, help me with this. Give me advice. Tell me how I should handle this. So when you say Lord, you mean Heavenly Father. So when I say Lord, I mean Jesus. I'm not saying when I say Lord. I'm just saying when I pray to God and say God. When I'm, when I'm asking, when I'm talking directly to the Trinity that is God, it's, it's usually something that I need to be firm. When I'm looking for love, an answer of love or you know grace, then I'll speak to Lord Jesus, to Jesus Christ. If I need help as I go into a situation, I'm, I look to the Holy Spirit. Okay. So that it's with Makes me sense. in that room. Makes sense. So there, there, I do, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it, that I make distinctions in what it is that I need help with. Yeah. And who I'm, who of the Trinity I'm asking for that help. Gotcha. <laughs> so in your mind, <laughs> yeah. is the Lord always? Jesus. Jesus? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Lisa says? For me, God the Father is very fatherly, uh, especially with it because of her issues growing up. So Jesus is my king and my brother at the same time. Holy Spirit is a gift of God to live within me. Amen. Yeah, the whole Jesus is my king and my brother. Really hard for me to wrap my brain around. Because <laughs> he's my Lord and my redeemer, my Lord and my redeemer, my savior. Um, and then to call him a brother is very hard for me. I think what Lisa says. I get myself all tied in knots over the subject. Yeah, I think this is an important distinction. What Lisa says about the father to people who have dad issues—that if we if we we need that dad that is a loving dad that is there anytime that we need him or gives us fatherly advice that we didn't get from our earthly father, mm -hmm. I think it's important to look to God for that position that father that somebody may not have ever had yeah i could totally but see that i think that that's important and then the jesus is the brother may, maybe maybe you need sometimes a brother yes <laughs> i i actually find myself rarely addressing the father unless we're in a formal setting well you had a loving father um yeah my, earthly my, father yeah and so my connection is to is to Jesus. Mm. I mean, Jesus is my end all and be all. Like yeah. that's my ultimate portal to God. Yeah. I had a good Jesus. father, but he wasn't a loving father. I mean, he loved me, but he wasn't, I didn't, loving. I didn't feel loved. Right. In the sense that I think most people think of love. Right. I know he loved me because he fed me and he took care of me. And I don't know if that counts. And beat me up to show me how to be a man. <laughs> um, but also discipline me. I think that that's a, a good father. Uh, to have discipline, but was that he? I don't know. Like I said, I've said this before. I don't think he ever once said that he loved me. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it, it's possible, but it had to be later on in life. It had to be in my 20s or 30s that he said it. Wow. Um, I just don't remember it as a kid, and I don't remember my mom saying it either. <laughs> no, that I think <laughs> that's about that's it. That's so for us that are in that kind of situation, to have a loving father is huge. 
I mean, it's it fills the space or the gap. Sure. Uh, that missing component to life that you, you need to have. Um, but I did have a good father. I really don't want to um, be too harsh um, because he did. Uh, Cindy agrees. He was there. God is the father she missed out on. Uh, where's Cindy? Oh, there it is. Yes, for sure. Um, did we get to this one? The no. Fruit? Cindy says. Uh, so Cindy's commenting on the fruit of the spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit and parenting advice to the father. And God to me, God is a whole and you need all three. Amen. And Lisa says. When I read the Bible and Jesus is talking to his disciples and always being humble with them because he's human like them. That's what I mean by he is my brother. Uh, oh, yes. I mean, you're absolutely correct. Jesus is referred to as our brother. Yeah. I just have a difficult time wrapping my head around it. Because he's, like, he's King Jesus. Yeah. Just emotionally. My heart just has a hard time wrapping my head around. My, my mind has a hard time wrapping. I got you. Around the thought. Yeah. And he says. Uh, LOL. Yes. My mom said she loved me at age of 94 after she hit her head. Oh, well, it knocked the the sense into her. Yeah. (laughs) That you were were, uh, worthy of being loved. Amen. We love you. Um, You know, this concept that of the father, because I, I I think about your father and how loving he was and how much he loved you, that that's something that you can't. Uh, and you know why understand why what it is like why i need a loving father oh and i know so many people like that Mm -hmm. like the way lisa describes it so many people that had difficult relationships with their father or non-existent ones um but i think also mine stems from islam because god yes yeah had very negative connotations and so um the I came to I came to faith in Christ through Christ. And so it was it I don't know that that's just that's just my bond and then when you start to think when I start to think of heavenly father and then the the distance between us and the heavenly father and what what Spurgeon says here about being a just god and a you know vengeful god and mm-hmm. ill exact justice that starts to make me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I get PTSD from that. Let's go to what Jim has to say on this. That's actually a good one. Oops, sorry. The Trinity is a difficult concept, and though the word Trinity is not in the Bible, it is biblical. A helpful way to consider the three persons of the one God is to think of the Father as the will of God, the Son as the Word of God, and the Spirit as the power of God. All three persons are involved in each work of God. Consider the birth of Jesus. Mary was told, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. That's from Luke one thirty-five. John said of the Son, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That's John one fourteen. Later he wrote to the Father, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. That he who believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16. And all three were involved from the outset of Jesus's ministry. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. That is such a great depiction of all three. For sure. Love that. 
and the scripture. We'll start with uh, Jude 1. 1. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Sanctified by God the Father. And now, 1 Corinthians 1, 2, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people. So first sanctified by God. This is then sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who will call who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. First Peter. And so I added the, uh, this is first Peter one and two. Peter, an apostle of Christ, to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Christ Jesus and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. I really like this because, of course, you know, it brings up this whole concept of the elect. Chosen according to the foreknowledge of God um, and being sanctified by the Spirit. So it's not only in their own in their own strength they could do it. They couldn't do it without the Spirit. Obedient to Christ and sprinkled. Why sprinkled? Good question. It's an interesting passage. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. That's Genesis 1.26. Can you imagine if we didn't mess it up? Like what amazing... Um, dominion we would have had <laughs> yes <laughs> ephesians 2 10 for we are god's handiwork created in christ jesus to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do god prepared it in advance before mm -hmm. the foundation of the earth ephesians five twenty seven, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. It's a tall order, folks. <laughs> Colossians 1.12, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Beautiful. God's word, perfect. Let's see here. Where are we? Whoa. Like, we did all in. those. No. Oh, did we? Yeah. We left up oh, on uh, yeah. Cindy's mom banging her head. <laughs> so sorry. That's really bad to be laughing at a 94-year-old who hit her head. Yes. But, um, I, I assume it was a bad hit, right, Cindy? Yeah, just a little. Tap. Just a little tap. I imagined a tap. Kind of like on the front of your car. Oh. <laughs> How it goes. Just a little tap. That's how it goes. <laughs> I had to call and think about upping my insurance and, and get a couple quotes to fix the repair. And mm -hmm. Yes, my daughter's learning to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Those poles are crazy. They just come out of nowhere sometimes. Really? They do. They move. Big handicap parking pole. Yeah. On occasion, they 
They're like they weren't there, and now suddenly they're there. Oh, they they were there. It was there the whole time. I swear, I'm sure of it. <laughs> um. So I had this uh, again. I, I brought this up yesterday or the day before yesterday. I think I had this meeting that's kind of stuck with me with a bunch of men. A couple of them were men, uh, pastors and the Kindred Church. No, no, no. At uh, my friend's house. Oh, oh, at Pennington. Okay. Oh yeah, I wasn't going to say. Anything. Oh, <laughs> and I, I don't know why it's kind of like I can't shake it because there were things discussed there and I and I kind of just bit my tongue it, it's so hard to really? know what to do yes because uh, I was more of the guest than any I mean I was I, the, these are guys that are all have been together for 20 30 40 wow. years there were a couple people that maybe and you didn't want there. to be like the young. And I mean, I, the one time he's invited, he's making fun of the Christians who the the Democrats who claim to be Christians. Who like? I, but they and, were all conservatives in the room, weren't they? No, there's two Democrats. They vote oh. Democrat. They kept asking what the, the the question came up a few times as to why are you a Democrat? <laughs> and they go, well, we believe that the homeless need to be taken care of, and the reasons they brought up was just nonsense. And 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 you know. Like, well, there's not very good re- Republicans either. That, that wasn't, that's not the point. We know that there's Republicans that are rhinos and we can't stand them. We know that they haven't made much changes sometimes when they've been, had the ability and they also either but have their- principle, we should yeah, be yes. it, it, but members of the Democratic Party. When you have a, an entire party who is, you know, pushing the abortion issue in, in a way that is beyond, you know, just, you know, I mean, everybody can make the argument, well, if somebody gets raped or somebody is, you know, is, you know, has a health issue that they need abortion. We, nobody's ever said that we can't look at that. It's 1% of the abortions that are out there. Right. So I, I know I can get all the, all these topics, but I, I'm, I, I'm mad at myself for, for not bringing up some of these, I, I, oh. but I don't know that I would have changed anything. I mean, these are older guys. They're older than me. They're like in their seventies, many of them. Uh, or late 60s and, and mid 70s and the reason they gave and this is what really irked me because it wasn't on policy it was they didn't never they never looked at to see what was actually being uh done by the democratic party when you look at it as a political party they did it because well my dad was a democrat and we've just always voted democrat that, that was yeah that was yeah and it, i it's just i can't it it just keeps playing over in my head it, to a point where I, i'm just sitting here sometimes just thinking i don't understand how somebody could say that it, especially when you're you're a, a christian that belongs to a christian group who who you're a pastor this is a pastor oh god is this the subject you want to talk about on sunday <laughs> Because we've already done this with our group on Sunday. <laughs> and I'm sorry if there's some people that are, I'm not sorry. There's some of you watching that are be Democrat, but you have to really look at the, the issues because they say, well, I don't believe in that. And I'm a Democrat, but you still vote Democrat. So that, that's the, that's the problem. When you have a party that's, 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 that's pushing abortion issues to a crazy extent. Like, and, and now at this like point, late term abortion, I think the problem is also the, just the gender issues. The gender issues. 
in the school education, you know, the sex education, all that stuff. Believing that money is going to cure homelessness. It's never cured homelessness. It's making the problem worse. It, you have to enforce laws. That's the cure to homelessness. It's, it, we have enough money going to homelessness that they're not using for the right thing. They're buying syringes. They're buying alcohol. They're buying phones. And so they can order their nar narcotics. They're using the money for stuff that's increasing homelessness. Right. So the money, more money at that same stuff is not going to cure homelessness. It's going to make it worse. And, and you begin to shake all these things down and look at them. Uh, and, and then you have the issue where they are uh, have put Christians and Catholics on the terrorist watch list. It's the Democratic Party that's done that. So you have a pastor, a Christian pastor voting for the people that are putting him on the terrorist watch list. <laughs> you just want to sit there. I, I, I'm sitting, he and I were sitting like you and I together. We were actually probably closer because of the, the couch that we we're on. And, you know, I was being respectful and kind, but I just like looking over to him and going, I don't understand. Like, but his answer was, well, you know, my family's always been a Democrat. So we've, okay, this, this isn't the I'm same so Democrat party. Surprised you stayed quiet. I, I did until Chuck pushed me. Chuck, Chuck eventually said, Andy, how come you're so quiet? <laughs> And I and I and I and I, I went in and said I don't know how anybody could be a Christian and, and, and vote Democrat. It makes no sense to me. It, oh, it, okay, it, but you did I did, but I didn't go into all the issues. Like, did you know we had world peace well, essentially? Why you go I, into the issues back in the time. Well, I went into a couple of issues. Okay. I went in schools because that's a, you know the one thing that I've been participating in, and, and I was able to say, listen, we we have to chill, have children educated. And we have this, this Democratic Party who's really pushing CRT and, and, and they don't even half of them don't know what that is or um, LGBTQ. And they go, well, that's not really happening. <laughs> where, have you, where have you been? Uh, and then I talked about the, the churches being closed. I said they closed churches. I said, I think that was, you couldn't be a pastor. How many people and, in the military and, were, you know, discharged because they didn't vaccinate right. all the lies about the vaccines and. And, and they, they say, well, I wanted to protect my uh, parish or the people, the, the, you know, the people that are in my church from the, the virus. Were you, did you go to their house with a gun and say that if you don't come to church, then you're, I'm going to kill you? No, they could stay home. I don't understand this idea that well, we're going to protect the people. It's not like they're living in the church and you had to ch chase them out. Because God they, knows they all went to Walmart on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to protect the, the, the attendees. They can go to Walmart, but they can't they, go They didn't to have to attend. Right? You can yeah. say, hey, you know what? I mean, if really felt, we don't want anybody over 60 to attend the church because that was the most vulnerable. It wasn't the younger people or the, the children. But can't they self-police? Again, right. Like if they want to come and worship God and they're not afraid because they're Christians. So they, they didn't want to church shame them. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I just had to let this out because for two days now I've been sitting there going, I can't believe I was as quiet as I was. I, I really, you're right. I mean, there, there should have been, I should have been more vocal. I think but, that's why he invited you. Yeah. He wanted you to do the. He waited till the very end to really blow up. If he would have done it earlier, then I would have felt more comfortable, but he wasn't saying anything either. Oh. And it wasn't. So the, the host, he didn't say anything. He goes, well, I, he, then he, at, at the end, he goes, before everybody leaves, I just want to say, you know, I don't know how you could be a, Demo you know, a Christian and, and claim and be a Democrat, vote Democrat. And then he goes, what they've done to the state, the state is, is, is miserable. The, the taxes on business. And he went on and on and on. <laughs> And I go, oh, thanks a lot. If you would have done that earlier, then I would have been happier to speak my yeah. voice. He wanted me to, again, I I'm, was the young kid there. I was like, it was, I was like a young kid coming in and being, uh, 
I love know, that visual. Out, out, of, <laughs> out of my place, but um, oh, it was very. It's just affected me very much. Oh, I'll go back, but it was. It was. He needs you to beat the drum. I will next time. Now I now I know my position. Uh, does he have this meeting regularly? No, this was like a one-time thing. Oh, okay. I mean, they have their other thing, the jog, jog that they do. Uh, but yeah, this was just like a unusual thing that they had done. Uh, Cindy says, "Oh, she fell and almost died. Oh but no, she was much nicer after. She said she laughed too, but don't feel bad. It was a crazy blessing." So the effects of falling and hitting her head lasted. That is fascinating. I never heard of such a thing. Hmm. I've heard of people, you know, hitting their head and then suddenly they have an English accent. Oh, really? Yeah. Or they can speak a foreign language and they couldn't even speak it before. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I've heard some of those stories. Uh, Repeaters, yes, Lisa. Yeah, they just repeat what they hear on the news, and then they're they're just clueless on the real uh, effects of their vote. Yeah, um, you know, it's just it is a little crazy as we uh, we begin to learn the truth about me. Well, a lot like Lisa and I and you, we we knew the truth a long time ago. Nah, it's just they're they're just now catching up to the the truth. All right, anything else, Snugs? I think that's it. All right. Is getting, Thank you all. Getting a little hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> we turn off the air because I can't stand it blowing on me. And then it gets a little bit like a sauna in here. <laughs> so if you see us sweating, that's, uh, that's what's happening. All right, my friends. We love we you guys. We love you. God bless. Take care. See you tomorrow, hopefully. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye.